Welcome. I'm Sherry Harmel, and this is my Be The Real You podcast, a place where all women will get the support and ideas to happily live as their real and true selves. Whether it's our champagne soirees, interesting courses that always include coaching, Be The Real You magazine, or this podcast, get ready to explore who you are and what truly matters to you so you can create the life you want. It all starts with you. So be the real you. Mary Harmel, life and career coach, as well as editor of Be The Real You magazine. This is a continuation of my last podcast titled Cycles, Chapters, and Seasons. And today, we're going to talk about food. Yes, ladies, food and all the emotions connected with food. In last week's episode, we talked about how the cycles and seasons of a woman's life are those big overarching themes that we all as women go through in our lifetimes. Yet the chapters are something we ourselves write. The chapters of our lives are what we do and how we react to the cycles and the seasons that we experience. Now, as a little girl, I grew up in a crazy anger-filled household. My parents did the best they could, but honestly, they should never have had kids. As a way to cope and soothe myself, I learned at a very young age that candy and a good book was the best escape. I had numerous jobs from a super young age. I mentioned before that I was a coupon clipper at ages six and seven, then a neighborhood babysitter, then a paper girl, and then a grocery store clerk where, no surprise, I was in charge of ordering all the candy starting at age 14. So as a kid, I had the money to buy candy. What I didn't know at the time was that I was using sugar to treat myself, to calm myself. And eventually, sugar became my love drug. I'm going to open myself up here and share that one of my next chapters that I want to write is to create a complete shift around the emotions that I have with food. So here it is, ladies. And honestly, it is more than a little bit scary to share. Super vulnerable here. But I'm tired of saying to myself, Sherry, when you get past whatever, you know, fill in the blanks, you'll get back on track with your eating and get back in shape. It's been a really long chapter. And honestly, it is time to start a new one. This pattern of soothing myself with food, as I said, started at an early age, but it grew into the way that I tried to gain the love and approval of others throughout my life. I came to this conclusion when I was talking about my eating habits with the energy healer I work with by the name of Lisa Thomas. I highly recommend Lisa, and she's also become a very good friend of mine. And in our last call, she said to me, Sherry, food is your love language. Hmm. I sunk into my chair with the realization 
that that was possibly one of the truest statements anyone has ever said to me about my relationship with food. Not only did I eat loads of candy as a kid, but I grew up loving to cook. My grandmother was a fabulous cook, and I saw how her meals were long, had several courses, and everyone around the table enjoyed each other. In contrast, my mother hated cooking. She probably had an eating disorder, and therefore meals were horrid, but they were also super quick and usually had one child or another crying and my father yelling at a different kid. It was crazy. My cooking and baking was my way of trying to get both of my mother's and father's approval, as well as love, and at the same time try to recreate scenes from my grandmother's table. And this didn't end in childhood. My former husband recently said to me, Sherry, what I really miss from our marriage is your cooking. Really? I thought, is that all you miss? 27, 27, 23 years of marriage and that's all you can say? Again, my cooking and entertaining was my way of showing him and everyone in my family how much I loved them and then I would bask in any compliments that I could get. I created food rituals for holidays and birthdays to connect with my stepkids and, and try to make us a family. Even my book club friends were invited to my home each month on this recent Minnesota excursion when I tried out recipes, but it was also my way of showing them how much I cared about them and appreciated their willingness to reconnect with me. I loved having long dinners with multiple courses long before I fell in love with France. But somewhere along the way, and maybe all the way back to when I was a child, my love language had gotten unhealthy. I was never overweight until my marriage became so heartbreaking that I began to lose my sense of self. It was then that this love language, i.e. food with lots of sugar, seeped into the way I gave myself the love I was lacking. Wow, this is a huge revelation. Suddenly the curtain opened and I saw the reasons behind my dysfunctional relationship with food. No diet plan was going to help me in the long term unless I opened up to what was really going on there. I recently heard Rachel Cruz, who is a money expert. She has uh, several books out. She's actually quite good. She said that personal finance is 80% behavior and 20% knowledge. Well, I think the same could be said about our weight and our relationship with food. 80% is emotional habits and 20% is knowing how to eat better. I find it so interesting that we have many next chapters. Post-divorce, I thought I had reinvented myself, and actually I had, in so many positive ways. My career became a focus. I obtained contracts in higher education that made me feel I was achieving a certain level of success. I moved back to the city where I felt most at home, 
and because I loved the woman that I am in Paris, I chose to rearrange my life and spend six months of each year in Paris. I grew closer to my children. I made wonderful new friends. I expanded my world in so many ways. I had learned to live alone, be alone, and yet not be lonely. But the one thing I hadn't been able to step into was a new and better chapter around my relationship with food. And ladies, that made me feel like a failure. So I share this very vulnerable piece of me with all of you because it's time that I create a new chapter around food. And I hope my story gets you thinking about any really deep chapters that you need to embrace. Now, this next chapter for me doesn't mean that I have to give up cooking because food will always be my language of love. I honestly, I think I should have been French or Italian. But I can choose to learn how to make tasty yet healthy meals that include the many courses that I love to provide people when they're around my table. Today, I am starting this new next chapter of food in my life. I am ready to end that old chapter, close the book on that chapter, and start a new chapter. Honestly, though, it's darn scary. Leaving an old chapter and starting a new next chapter can make you feel very sad. The old chapter's like a dear old friend. No matter how dysfunctional it's been in your life, it's familiar, it's comfortable. So I have a sense that maybe all this talk of creating new and next chapters might have brought up some similar feelings for you. Yet, as scary as it is, what choice do we have? Well, actually, we do have a choice. We can stay on the same path and the same job, remain in the same bad relationships, whether with people or, in my case, food, or we can choose to write a new and empowering, nurturing, and dare I say, loving next chapter. Not having the courage to begin yet another next chapter leads to absolutely nothing but regret. And regret is like this pill of poison that we add to our vitamin pile every single day and wonder why we don't feel healthier or why we aren't filled with more energy. Regrets are energy suckers, plain and simple. And regrets want to keep you stuck in the muck. I'm not going there, and I hope you aren't either. So I've shared my big scary next chapter. What's yours? Go ahead and share in our Facebook group. Tell us what terrifies you about that new next chapter. Let's support each other as each of us embraces our new next chapter. The hard ones, not just the easy ones. So, I want to thank you for spending your precious time joining me today. There are, like I said earlier, hundreds of podcasts out there, and I am grateful that you chose to be here with me today. And I have an exciting announcement, if you haven't already heard, 
that sometime in the towards the end of June, I'm bringing my Paris Soiree experience to you by offering you my very first Champagne Soiree. Now, if you didn't already hear, I regularly attend a soiree put on by Nancy Perdo, who owns Salon Septiem in Paris. I got this crazy idea because I love my Paris soirees, and I thought, why not create my own here and the Be, Be The Real You platform, just let's make it online. I'm planning one soiree a month where we'll have the opportunity to discuss a specific topic. Sometimes I'll bring on guests, and actually I'm lining some of them up right now. And I, I have to share that I'm going to limit the numbers. And the, the reason I'm doing that is that we easily can connect with each other. So right now it's in the planning stages, but if you're interested in signing up or being on the list, to uh, be notified of our first champagne soiree, just go to my website and uh, let me know or go to Instagram. There will be no cost to attend these soirees. This is really an opportunity for us to create that community. I just ask that you invite one other woman to join us. So it's up to you to spread the word. My goal in offering these champagne soirees the magazine, my coaching programs, and even social media posts is that we continue to build the Be The Real You community. It truly is a women's authenticity movement. And today, knowing and showing up as the real and true you is incredibly important. This movement might just shift the world, and in a good way. Most important, though, this week, let yourself... Be brave enough, take that courage pill to announce your next chapter on our Facebook page. Tell us what it is that you're going to tackle. And um, I, I just want to say that something energetically changes when we say it out loud and especially when we share it with others. It was true for me and I bet it's going to be true for you. So I hope to see you over in the Facebook group, but in the meantime, Take care, everyone, and see you soon. Abiento. <laughs>